Psalm number 126. Psalm 126 and verse number 6. Bible says that he who continually goes forth, weeping, bearing seeds for sowing, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bearing his sheaves with him. Hallelujah. Like Pastor Gloria said, we have declared this month our month of sowing, prophetic sowing. Amen. Our month of prophetic sowing. And I said that it's not anytime we hear sowing in the church, we think about giving offering to church. But this time, I want you to prophetically sow, which means that hear from God. Allow God to speak to you, to bless somebody, to bless a charity, to bless something. Are you with me? So prophetically sow. Don't sow by heart. Don't sow just out of whimsies. Let God speak to you and say, bless this person, bless that person, bless the other person. And then you do that. Exactly what God commands you to do. The Bible says that it, it, is, it is painful. That is why we go out weeping. But in the end, we will come back rejoicing. Hallelujah. So making a point this month, let God speak to you. And don't give something. I'm not talking about giving 10 pounds, 15 pounds, 20 pounds. I'm talking about giving something that will really you feel it. Are you with me? You see the person enjoying the thing you have given them and you feel it. That's the type of sowing I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Amen. And also in conjunction with our quest for thousand souls as a church, CICC is launching our second service from the first Sunday of next month. <laughs> Hallelujah. So from the, when is uh, Sunday? I think it's the third, isn't it? Second. Second of July. Of June, sorry. Second of June, we start two services. So our first service it's no longer going to be 10 o'clock, but it's going to be 9.30. And it's going to be just for an hour and a half. So it's going to be a very short service, straight to the point, by 11 is finished. Amen. And the second service will start at 11.30. And it goes on till 1.30. Is that Okay. Oh, I don't see whether you are excited or... Amen. So, it is 9.30 and 11.30. Amen. So, make it a point. Because we have some, some people who work and they only come to church because they work throughout the night. They can't come at 10 o'clock. So, we want to make it... Um, Conducive for them as well. So straight, some to have to go to work. So you can count, choose the service. Either you're going to be first service or second service. And we'll be blessed. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, I say hallelujah. Amen. Is there a progress in the house? Is there progress? Yeah, I think so. But it will take all of us working hard to make it happen. Amen. 
You don't know what it takes to do two services. It takes a lot of energy, time, and effort. So let us all put our efforts in. And what I will, I will say to you is that please cooperate with the ashes. As soon as the sermon starts, the doors are locked. When you come at nine, uh, 10 o'clock, 10 15, 10 30, don't ask to come in because you will not be allowed in. You will have to wait for the next service. Is that okay? So please, please, don't come and fight <laughs> with people. And also, please, when the ashes tell you to sit at a particular place, please do so. Amen. Oh, I said amen. The way you are looking at me is like you are not happy with what I'm saying. Please, let's, let's cooperate with them. They are doing their job because you will do whatever you like and go home. And they get it because they will have, they will have their beating after the service. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, some people have made some chairs their own. So because of them, they don't fill those chairs. And sometimes they don't show up in church. And those chairs are not filled. And then I get very angry because I don't like seeing empty chairs, especially in front. I get very wound up with that because it distracts me. And then I beat them. So please. <laughs> Social media, pastor beats Asha. Yes, I beat. <laughs> Hallelujah. Turn your Bibles with me to Ecclesiastes chapter 3. We started um, last week talking about the wisdom in understanding the seasons and times. The wisdom in understanding the seasons and times. Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1 through to 8, to every season there is, is to everything there is a season and to every purpose under heaven. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, a time to gather stones, a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing, a time to gather to gain, sorry, a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to throw away, a time to tear, and a time to sow, a time to, to keep silence, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. Hallelujah. So we, we looked at it, and we said seasons are very important. Time is very important. Amen. I said seasons are important. Time is important. Do you remember, I gave you a few things. How many remember? We said, if life is measured in time, then wasted time is wasted life. Amen. How many have heard this, this saying, don't waste my time? Have you heard it before? Somebody saying, don't waste my time. Really, in essence, what they are saying is that don't waste my life. Because your time is equated to your life. Our lives are captured in time. 
So we have born on the and died on the and that is the entirety of your life. Really, it's the entirety of the time on earth. Am I making sense? So life is measured in time. So our time is very brief and short. Your time is your life. So don't waste it. If you sit in front of the television watching season one, two, three, four, five of Game of Thrones, uh, what do you call it? Suits, prison break, Avengers, and all those type of things that take your time, really what it's doing is it's taking your life. Some of us, we vegetate on social media. A lot of things that we ought to do, we don't do because we are on social media. And we stay on social media for a very long time. What we don't realize is that we are sabotaging our lives because we are mishandling the time that is allotted to us. Amen. Amen. Touch your neighbor and say, don't mishandle time. Tell them time is very precious. Don't waste it. Number two, time without purpose is life without meaning. Some of us, we have time, but the time has no use. It's like, can you go? Oh, yes, let's go. Can you come? Oh, yes, I'm coming. Do you have time? Oh, sure, I have time. Anybody at all can invites you to do something because your time has no purpose. You are totally available all the time. Some of us, we are totally available for every phone call. As soon as the phone rings, you have to pick it. You never ever have an occasion where you miss a phone call. Oh, you have gone quiet on me. It's too early in the day to go quiet on me. I said it's too early. I haven't even started. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Some of us, we, we, we have, yes, hello, hello. And then you, somebody can talk and engage you for two hours on the phone. And you never ever have the, 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 the uh, mind to say that, listen, I'll call you later. We'll continue this discussion. How many know that some people can talk? And it's like, even when you are putting the phone down, they will come up with another conversation and you know, and they also know that the conversation they are engaging in is really not necessary. How many know what I'm talking about? And you are just, just, oh, we are just, we are just, before you realize, two hours is gone. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? No, you can use that time better. You know, I, I, have, I have colleagues at work. One particular colleague. Let's say somebody calls to inquire of, um, like, something. You know, inquire of something. And that inquiry should last no, no more than 30 seconds or 40 seconds or one minute maximum. This guy can keep the person on the phone for 45 minutes. Explaining something that takes 45 seconds, one minute to explain. Because that's how he is. He, he, he's a long, windy person. 
So God, 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 have mercy on you. When you don't know something, you go to him to explain. <laughs> you are going to be there for a very long time. Are you getting what I'm trying? That's him. So it's like when he gets on the phone, it's hours. And if such a person, you're unfortunate, such a person calls you or is your friend, you know you are going to be there for two hours. Amen. But understand that is your time has a meaning. Because your life has a meaning. If our life is captured in time, then our time must have a meaning. And, and it has to be a, there has to be a purpose. So we cannot just afford to waste it on a phone call. Hallelujah. On things that don't matter. Number three. We measure our brief interaction on the earth. By time, isn't it? We said time is a brief moment in eternity that is measurable. So let's say from you are born uh, 21st June 2001 or 1953, 23rd June 1953 is into uh, today. What's today's date? 5th of May, 2019. It's captured a span of time in eternity. But it is a very brief time as compared to eternity. Are you with me? And that is the time that this person has on earth to interact with the earth. If God says that he, this person is going to live from 1953 and die at 12 o'clock today, then it means the person has only five seconds more to live. And time is up. They are dead. So their interaction on earth started from 21st of June, 1953, and it ended about one minute ago. Number four, just like that, they are gone. If you don't know what to do, if you don't know what time it is, you will not know what to do, remember? And I said that if you don't know what to do or what time it is, you will not know what to do. And if you don't know what you are doing, then you are probably doing what you are doing, the wrong thing with somebody, the wrong person. Hallelujah. If you don't know what to do, you are probably doing the wrong thing. Because see, time can be used this way or that way. I'm sure the students amongst us will understand what I'm trying to say. The sole purpose of being in school is to learn. How many understand that? That's the sole purpose. Main purpose. But how many know that there are a lot of peripheral um, activities that almost becomes the main thing. You know, the, the, the peripheral becomes the real, and sometimes we leave the real. For instance, you know that the deadline for this assignment is Tuesday at 4 p.m. And you know that it is time constraint, and you have to use the time to 
to make sure that you be the type. But then you see yourself going to watch a movie with your friend. You see yourself chatting with somebody. You see your boyfriend calling and then you have to go here and go there. And you're doing all those things and you are not accounting that at Tuesday at 4, you will have to submit. Which is the main reason why you are in school. Then you see them, you see them Monday night. Then they are, they are not sleeping. Then they are going around. Then they are, they are fine. Have you finished the assignment? Have you finished? So what did you do right? So what, what are some of the... Uh, you are now trying to find out what the assignment is all about. And you are now trying to read and read write what somebody has read in different words, in different language, but to mean the same thing, to avoid plagiarism. You think you, you, think you are smart. <laughs> have you, have you, let's welcome the latest husband in town. <laughs> Have you just come from the honeymoon? <laughs> anyway, don't look at him, look at me. I had a beautiful wedding last week. Very, very nice location. In fact, Anyway, anyway, what was I talking about before he distracted? <laughs> well, somebody said, oh, it's good. Let him move away from the assignment. No, I'm not moving away. I'm coming back to that one. You listen, the reason why you're in school is so that you can become proficient in whatever course you are doing. So spend the time wisely. Every other thing, every other thing is secondary to the main thing. Are you, are you with me? The main thing is the main thing. All this society and uh, those type of things, they are good, but they are not the main thing. Am I talking to somebody? If the message is choking you, say, hmm. Hallelujah. Listen, listen. It will be a shame that you go through school and come without a proper degree. You know, you come up with a certain degree, you know, you get a tray. (laughs) Now, they have to meet. The, 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 The board has to meet to decide whether to pass you or to fail you. <laughs> Listen, use the time wisely. Number five, number five. Some people are squeezing their faces at me, so let me move on. <laughs> if you don't know what time it is, you are probably doing the wrong things. And you are probably doing the wrong things with the wrong person or the wrong people. Have you not realized that in school, you have some people, when you follow, you know you are going to the bush. How many know what I'm talking about? You follow them, you know that this person is taking me straight into the bush. 
They are there, but they are not there. Some people, you see, some people went to learn and some went to just see them off. They just accompanied. They were, they, they, the Bible said, and they accompanied with the number. <laughs> it, means that, it means that the number was there and then they just joined along. They are not, they are not even regarded. See, Jesus, when you see Jesus, you see Jesus and his disciples, there were not just 13 people walking. There were a lot, a lot of people who accompanied with them, but they are not numbered amongst the important people because they just added to the number. Don't be an addition to the number. Are you with me? Don't be an addition. Sometimes you, you are doing the wrong thing. You, have, you are involved with the wrong person. So you are not fulfilling purpose. So long and as long as Lot was with Abraham, Lot was fulfilling purpose. When Lot detached himself from Abraham and he went on his way, his time was useless. And all the people that were with him ended up being destroyed, save a, a few. Amen. Number six. When you see, when you know the seasons and the times, then you, when you know what the seasons are and the times are, then you will know what to do. We, we read Chronicles, isn't it? First Chronicles 12, 32. We said, <laughs> the sons of Issachar, they had understanding of the, the times and what Israel ought to do. Amen. The sons of Issachar, they understood what Israel had to do. And their chiefs were 200 all their brethren were at their command. Amen. But we read a scripture in, in uh, Ecclesiastes 3. You know, Ecclesiastes 3.1. I want us to look at that scripture very well. He says that to everything, there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. Think about it. No, 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 no. Go back, go back. Just that. To everything, there is a season and a time for every purpose. We know that time is captured. How do, we, how, can you, how do you know that we have done one year? The way to know that we've done one year is to know the seasons. So we have winter, we have uh, uh, autumn, we have spring, and summer. When winter, autumn, spring, summer comes, we say that one year has come. Then we go to the next cycle. Winter, autumn, spring, summer. Say another year. So seasons are captured in time. Are you getting it? So is that to everything there are seasons. And the seasons are there for a purpose. Amen. For instance, you don't so in winter. The purpose of winter is not to sow. There's another season where we sow. But that season is not winter. 
The purpose of winter is not sowing. So it will be very, very, very unfortunate that you take your combine harvester. No, you take your planters and you take your seeds and you go into a farm. Winter time, 24th February or 24th January. And you say you are going to start sowing. How many of you think it will be very unfortunate? And the probability that you will gain a good harvest is zero. It's the same soil. It's the same seed. You have the same, um, uh, what do you call it, fertilizers and everything that makes the seeds germinate and have a good harvest. And yet, you are not likely to have a good harvest. Why? Because the time or the season of the time is wrong for the purpose of what you are trying to do. Amen. So there's a purpose for everything. And that purpose is captured in seasons. To everything, there is a season. And a time for every purpose under the heaven. Ask your neighbor, what season are we in? I'm not talking about the weather season. I'm talking about yours, the season of your life. Because everything you see in life, you are also living it in your own life. So you see the seasons come and go. That season is replicated in the seasons of your life. So you have your spring season, your summer season, your autumn season, and then your winter season. The spring season of your life is the time you are born. The summer season is the time you start to blossom. The fall or the autumn season is the time where the beauty of your life is displayed. The winter of your life is when you are getting ready to say goodbye. Hallelujah. We all have that season in our lives. Spring. Summer. Autumn. And winter. It will be very unfortunate to be in your uh, spring season or your summer season and think that autumn will never come or winter will never come. See, most of us here, we, are, we can't see ourselves in the winter of our lives. You can't see yourself 85. You can't see yourself, uh, you know, uh, uh, when you are pension, you've gone on pension. You can't see it now. But believe you me, whether you like it or not, whether you are prepared for it or not, it is coming. I said it is coming. So you better, you better prepare for it. The sons of Issachar that we are talking about, they are people that knew the times they were living in and they prepared for the times they were in. And that is what made them relevant. They prepared for their time. Are you prepared for your time? I said, are you prepared for your time? We read, the, the, go back to um, Ecclesiastes 3, verse 2. It says that there is a time to be born. Springtime. Oh, that's your beginning. Spring. And then you don't, you don't spring 
and plant at the same time. But you spring, you come to, to the earth. The next thing you must think about is to put some things inside of you. So planting. Am I making sense? That is why at the age of four, we start to plant education inside of you. Because as soon as you are born, the next thing you have to plant. Amen. Then, as you plant, it gets to a time you, you are supposed to harvest what has been planted. Amen. Listen, let your life account for something. Let your life become placable. Uh, it's a word. I say it's a word. When I say placable, do you know what placable is? Placable means that somebody should be able to have the benefit of your life. So listen, my, my brothers and sisters, your life is not about getting a job, going to school, qualify for pharmacy, getting to a pharmacy shop, and then going to work every morning and coming. You have bought a car, you bought a house, you bought a husband, you bought children. And, and, you know, no, no, no. That is not a placable life. I said that is not a placable life. Your, your river has to flow to somebody. Are you with me? Which means that there must be a time where you employ somebody. You should be able to to. to to move from just being a pharmacist in a pharmacy shop to own your own pharmacy and employ others. So that is when they have benefit of your education. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. We should all become placable. Our river has to flow. Some people should be able to pluck from our lives. They must have the benefit of the lives that we are living. Am I talking to somebody? There's a time to be, to pluck that which has been planted. You see, your parents enabled you to plant things into your life. Not so that they will pluck, but so that others would pluck. Then moves on. Next verse. There's a time to kill. For you to become extremely plackable, you must become extremely ruthless. You must learn how to kill some people. <laughs> yeah, you must learn how to kill some people. When I say kill some people, I don't mean literally go and kill people. No, that's not what I'm saying. But you see, if you have to be effective, you must learn how to kill people who don't add anything to your life. You must learn how to separate yourself from, from people that don't add. Who take? You see, I have learned one thing. I've learned one thing. Any successful person is a ruthless person. Any successful person is, has a ruthless streak in them. Yeah. Some of us, we cannot confront anybody. We cannot confront anything. And so it's like people... 
abuse our lives and the things that we are doing because we don't want to confront. We are not confrontational. We, oh, so no, no, it's okay, it's okay. Let them, no, it's not okay. I'll kill you. I said I'll kill you. Yeah, yeah, it's not okay. Yeah. I, I, I went to the China. The pastor said, oh, yes, I said I'll kill you if you like come. Learn how to kill when the time comes to kill. Amen. You see, some people have been planted by Satan into your life to help destroy your life. In John chapter 10 verse 10, the Bible says that the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And see, when Satan doesn't come in his own face, because if he came with his own face, you will not give him the time of day. So he sends people. And the people he sends look like friends. But they are not friends. They are just to steal from you. How many have friends like that? You know, this friend, since my relationship with this person, they've never added anything. They always take from me. Is there anybody like that? They are always taking from me. They never add anything. Listen, there's a time to kill. Kill that relationship. Even as a pastor, even as a pastor, I've come to understand that concept. The time to kill. There are certain relationships, so long as that person stays in the church, the church never grows. Yeah. See, our, our, our pastoral, oh, it's not anything, it's okay, it's a, it's a peace. That thing is the reason why some churches don't grow. Some people you have to control or delete. Go into the recycle bin and empty recycle. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't have any hesitation at all. I don't have any hesitation at all. I will, you are gone. It's, and it's not a problem. <laughs> you go and we'll still be friends. But you are gone. Hallelujah. Because there's a time to kill. There's also a time to heal. You must know what time you are in. You must know who is right at the season that you are in. It will be very unfortunate to see somebody walking with a bikini on and in the middle of winter. <laughs> can, can you understand what I'm saying? They have their swimming trunks on. Middle of winter. Where are you going? You, you won't get far. They say, oh, no, 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 you don't understand. Uh, uh, <laughs> I am wearing clothes and I'm going. Yes, you are wearing clothes, but you're wearing the wrong clothes. So that we wear clothes of humility when we have to wear clothes of ruthlessness. Oh, Jesus was humble, so I have to be humble. Yeah, yeah. Jesus also took the whip and went to town. Have you forgotten?
there's a time to build. There's a time. Next verse, go quickly. There's a time to weep. There's a time to laugh. There's a time to mourn. There's a time to dance. Don't confuse your life. When there's a time to weep, weep. When there's a time to dance, dance. Some of us, our life is all miserable. It's all weeping, weeping, weeping till we die. Weeping, weeping, weeping. As for me, I like my misery. Like Pastor Glau was saying, I will go and remember something 20 years ago and then weep today. You don't understand the season you are in. The, the season of weeping is over. It's now time to dance. Instead of dancing, you have got to recollect the season of mourning so that you can have a reason to mourn. No, it's wrong. <laughs> it's a very poor choice. Next verse. <laughs> There's a time to cast stones away. So casting stones. You see, casting stones is very important. Casting stones, it means you are spreading your tentacles. You are spreading your, the rich, your rich. Some of us, our stones never leave our color. Our stones never leave our race. Our stones never leave our community. Our stones never leave our age group. All your friends are your age mates. All your friends are your age mates. Your hairdresser, your, your babysitter, your, your boss, everybody is around the same age group as you. Your stones are not going anywhere. Listen, you must have young friends. They'll keep you younger for a very long time. Yeah. They'll show you how to dance the latest dance. And don't say that you are too old. No, cast your stone. I said cast your stone. Let them teach you how to dance. Let them teach you their music. And dance their music with them. You see, there are, there are certain churches that are not friendly to young people. How many know churches like that? They are not friendly to young people. Because it's like their stones don't go beyond them. Their stones are all around them. So you see, the pastor's age is the age of the church. No, 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 no. No, no. The church won't last for a long time. Because the day the pastor is dying, he's dying with the congregation. Hallelujah. Ah, you understand what I'm saying? No, 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 no. Cast your stones. Cast your stones. Let the younger people be relevant. Let the older people feel that they are. Listen, we are in charge of the church. Let the younger people say it's our time. It's our, we are, it's our church. Let there be a conflict between every, all the age groups. Yeah. Let, let, the, let the, 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 the people, you know, the, like the people who are of uh, different ethnicities feel that this is their church. I'm waiting for the time that Chris will be the pastor of the church. How have you seen him, Chris? He's one of the oldest members of this church. And one day he'll be a pastor in this church. Yeah. Um, let, let it not become, oh, it's a black church. It's not a black church. Who told you it's a black church? It's not a black church at all. 
No, it's a church of God. Every color, every nationality, every creed, it doesn't matter. Come as you are. It's in your part. This is your church. Yeah. I'm waiting to ordain pastors from different backgrounds, different ethnicities, different age groups. I'm waiting to for, for 15-year-old pastors. We ordain them in this church. Hey, don't, don't let anybody say that you are too young to be a pastor. No, 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 no. No. If you know how to play, we'll put you in a team. It's not about age. Yeah. It's time to embrace. Hey, hey, Auntie Agi. She is 65. Eh? 65. 65. Yeah. She's, she's going to be a pastor in the church. Yeah. Oh, uh, she's too old. No, she's not too old. Listen, I don't know of anybody who comes for any meeting more than she does. She's always in here for every meeting. There's no camp she has missed. How many meetings do you come to? She's here. When it's all night, she's here. When it's fasting, she's here. When we say we are praying 12 hours, she's here. 16 hours, she's there. Chapel meeting, she's there. Yeah. So what, what precludes her from becoming a pastor? Hallelujah. We cast our stones. We embrace everybody. I said we embrace everybody. That's why we don't sing certain songs in this church. Certain songs that make certain people comfortable and make certain people uncomfortable. We don't sing them. We sing songs that will all be comfortable. You may not be comfortable because you want to sing some song. We say no. Don't sing it here. I've been accused. I've been accused by people. That, why don't you allow us to sing this song? Why don't you allow us? I won't allow you. Go and find the next church and go and do that. Not here. Because we want to embrace everybody. I said want to embrace everybody. So everybody must feel comfortable here. Hallelujah. Everybody must be comfortable. Everybody must understand what we are singing. Not that it sounds like tongues. A time to refrain from embracing. Next verse. <laughs> a time to gain and a time to lose. Amen. A time to keep. A time to throw away. Amen. Amen. There's a time to throw away. <laughs> Not that we don't la love you, but we have to throw you away. That is why at the end of this month we are throwing you away. It doesn't mean we don't love you. In fact, it's nicer for you to sit here. Isn't it? We feel, feel very nice because you are here. But it's time for you to also go and minister to some people. So we have to throw you away so you can go and minister to some people. And those of you who are thinking that you will be thrown away, be careful. <laughs> Next verse. <laughs> 
I'm not going there. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. Verse 7. Verse 7, quickly. A time to tear and a time to sow. A time to keep silent. A time to speak. Some of us, we speak too early. Joseph spoke too early and it cost him a lot. Don't speak too early. Next verse. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. Hallelujah. Can I give you five things? Five things. If you are going to be relevant, if you are going to be like the sons of um, Issachar, five things we ought to know. Five things. Who am I? Five questions you must ask yourself. Who am I? Next, next one. Let's, let's go through the five quickly and then we'll come back. Where am I from? Number three. Why am I here? Number four. Quickly, quickly. What can I do? Number five is where am I going? So go back to number one. Number one. Who am I? What is your identity? Listen, your identity is not your, it's not African, it's not Asian, it's not um, Zimbabwean, it's not Caribbean, it's not Anglo-Saxon British, no. Uh, your identity is what God gave you. What does God call you? What does God call you? Who are you in Christ? Who are you in God? If you don't know your identity, anybody will give you an identity. I say if you don't know your identity, anybody and everybody will give you an identity. Amen. Am I talking to somebody? In 2 Corinthians 5.17, the Bible says that if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation all things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Amen. So we are new creation, right? In Ephesians 2, 10, it says that, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which he prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Hallelujah. We are created in Christ Jesus for good works. See, if you understand who you are, and that you have been created for good works, automatically you will be doing good works. Because that is who you are. Amen. The season of your life, the brevity of time, the time you are born, the time you are to live through till the end, is supposed to, first of all, make you first understand that I am his workmanship. So everything that I am doing must show of his good pleasure. It is not for you to go and earn money, go and work for uh, Clifford Chance and earn money. No. There's a bigger purpose for your life than that. I said there's a bigger purpose for your life than that. If our life is just to live by, he said, uh, what's, what's that uh, mantra that those hip-hop people used to say? Get money or die trying. Is it? Get, get rich or die trying. 
No, your life is much, much more than just getting rich. Hallelujah. Your life is worth much, much more than that. It's not about, the Bible says a man's, a man's worth is not about the abundance of his possession. Your life is worth more than the things you have. It's, your life is worth more than the shoes and the bags you have. How many know what I'm talking about? Have you ever moved houses before? Have you ever moved houses before? And then you took, how many suitcases? You, you, you packed uh, three suitcases and all your earthly possessions went into three suitcases. Or all your earthly possessions went into one suitcase. Does that mean that your life is worth one suitcase? It, can't be. it, can't it cannot be. Your life is worth more than just one suitcase or two suitcases or three suitcases. So your life is not worth the, the, the possessions you have. It's worth more than that. Hallelujah. Your life is worth much, much more. Amen. Very powerful. Okay, let's go back. What was I talking about? Where am I from? Your heritage. This means where you get your source. Who is your source? Who is your source? Everybody has a source. I said everybody has a source. The reason why you find it difficult to have your quiet time, the reason why you don't read your Bible, the reason why you don't go to church very often is because you don't know that God is your source. If you knew that God was your source, going to church would be a matter of course. Prayer would be a matter of course. Being in, 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 in doing your quiet time would be a matter of course. Giving would be a matter of course because you know your source is not from your hard work. And you shall remember the Lord your God, Deuteronomy 8.18, that it is he that gives you the ability to create wealth. You will know it. And you know that your source is from God. It's not from you. Am I talking to somebody? Who Ask your neighbor, who is your source? Ask them, did you wake yourself up this morning? Did, did, they, did they say that they woke themselves up? The eh? Did they say that? The alarm woke them up. Okay, did you ask them that. Who gave you the oxygen you are breathing? What are they saying? Huh? Oh, I, I, the question is very simple. Why are you, why are you debating? <laughs> the question I asked was very, very simple. Huh? No, my question is very simple. Who gave you the oxygen? In Psalm 1, the Bible says that blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly or stands in the path of sinners or sits in the seat of the scornful. By his delight is the law of the Lord and in his law does he meditate day and night. For he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water who brings his forth 
brings forth his fruit in his season, and his leaf will never wither, and whatever he does will prosper. This is the man who knows his source, that his source is God. So he does not engage in places and things that don't provide his source. He doesn't sit with the scornful. He doesn't chat with the uh, sinners. He doesn't take his energy from uh, evildoers. His delight is in God because he knows that his heritage is from God. Amen. I pray that you would know as, a, as, as, as you're listening to me that your source is God. So always, how many remember that um, we used to have uh, um, a cartoon, Popeye? How many remember Popeye? And then we had another one, uh, the green, the, what's the guy called? Incredible Hawk. Is it Incredible Hawk? He has to go and get energy. Eh? He has to get angry. Then he he's, he'll burst out of his clothes. Then you do wild things, isn't it? Popeye will have to eat spinach because his strength was in spinach. You are the next Popeye. <laughs> yeah. You may not eat spinach, but you are Popeye because you are the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through. God. Your source is who? God. So instead of eating spinach, you eat God. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Who is your source? Where do you get your energy from? Where do you get your wisdom from? Where do you get the essence of your life from? That's why you see those who run to uh, voodoo and all that, they don't know, they don't know and understand what they are doing. Because they don't know what, who their source is. I pray that you will know your source. Ask your neighbor, do you know your source now? What did they say? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Psalm 23, verse 1, the Bible says, The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. Number three, why am I here? Why am I here? Why am I here? That's what's my purpose. Ask your neighbor, why am I here? See, every person is born with a purpose. Every person, everybody is born with a purpose. And your, your prayer must be to discover your purpose before you check out. Everybody has to fulfill the purpose of God for their lives. See, God will work through your things, your situations, to fulfill his purpose. The Bible says, all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and for them that are called according to his purpose. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.